0: The Warrior Poet Project podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T.com. Makers of Alpha Brain, which is a complete, balanced nootropic designed to elevate your neurotransmitter levels for optimal focus and brain function, as well as Shroom Tech sport which is a cordyceps mushroom-based pre-workout formula uh, designed to improve your oxygen utilization and your cellular energy. Two important facets for the athlete. Both these supplements are two of the game day favorites of so Mr. AJ Hawk himself. We also have hemp Forest, which is a delicious chocolate protein mix. It's great for your body and easy to digest and a bunch of functional foods that are out now and launching shortly. So make sure to check back with Onnit. Uh, also have our fitness products, kettlebells, battle ropes, and uh, some other things coming down the pipe as well. So please go to Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. And when you check out, feel free to use code WARRIOR to save 12% on all of the Onnit made supplements. Uh, also like you to check out our friends across the pond at londonreal.tv. They're putting out a great podcast, so we want to give them our support as well. And finally, if you'd like to go a little deeper into the warrior poet philosophy, uh, read some blogs and poetry, or check out some of my other experiences, uh, please go to warriorpoet.us. That's warriorpoet.us. Here we are with the Warrior Poet Project, live from Green Bay. Well, it won't be live for you. It'll be on tape delay because uh, I have no way to stream from the frozen tunda. Actually, not so frozen right now, which is my... Yeah, uh, yeah luckily. Uh been been good news for me. I uh, came in December last year, which was uh, a little bit more chilly. <laughs> the cold here is significantly colder than most places you would imagine. Like a cold and a nice colorado mountain town where you're (laughs) sipping hot chocolate it's a little different here down in green bay um but here with the powerful aj hawk um and uh gonna go gonna go deep gonna go gonna go deep inside this this savage right here and see uh see what makes him tick so a
1: real treat here for the warrior poet project thanks for uh doing this here aj of course it's my first uh First real podcast as a guest, I would say. I've done a little call-in shows for people, but this is my first real sit-down. It's, it's going to be good. All right, I
0: like it. Well, speaking of podcasts, that was kind of how you uh, came to find out about myself and on it, right? So, what is a you know what's a what's a guy football player like you doing listening to the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast to begin with? How'd that all come about? Yeah,
1: I'm glad you said. I was going to bring it up if you did. not I don't want it to sound like a like a uh, sales pitch for on it or whatever. I don't know, if, but What's crazy? I think of my kind of story about it. I, I'd say two year and a half, two years ago, I started listening to Joe's podcast, and just I don't even know how I got turned on to it. Just found it one day. It was, I'd never listened to a podcast in my life. Stumbled upon it, and I heard all his commercials for on it and talking about Alpha Brain. Basically, I think Alpha Brain was the main, I think it had Shroom Tech Sport at the time, but it was the main thing he kept talking about. And I was just thinking, like, man, this sounds amazing. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, man, I wish I could take it. But I figured you know, with the, we have pretty strict steroid testing and everything. I knew it wasn't a steroid but I was like, I don't know, I might have something that would make me test positive. So I kind of hung back, kept listening to the podcast, listening, and then I just decided to uh, shoot you guys an email one day and uh, got one, got an email right back from, from someone at the company, I forget who now, and then got an email from, from you, from Aubrey uh, a couple of days later and we just went back and forth with it and you sent me a bunch of product and I actually had it tested through the NFL and everything and Everything came up came up good, so I've I've been on it ever since, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now kind of you know whatever you guys call it honor roll or whatever you guys uh-huh. do, it's kind of a weird way to, to get to marketing a company. Usually, as an athlete, you never or anything, you know. I know you have video game guys, wrestlers, UFC people. Usually, you're you have like marketing people that go find your deals and you do right, stuff. Maybe right. that you don't completely believe in. And <clears throat> luckily, I've been I've been in the NFL seven years now, and. I really kind of only do the things that I truly believe in. So this was one of the ones that I actually went and found myself that are completely, besides no one, you know, we all have agents in the NFL, but my agency, none of them even, they had nothing to do with any of this. You know, I just talked to you directly and and wanted to get on the product because I liked it and been a huge fan ever since. That's actually one of the cool
0: things about, you know, the honor roll for us is that, you know, everybody who's been on there has come from, um, basically liking the product first and just come to it pretty organically um, which has been cool you know we get a lot of a lot more authenticity that way than somebody oh, it's, just it's like, super uh, rare I mean like I when you see like rare. you see like p Diddy promoting for proactive <clears throat> <laughs> face care you're like really really yeah. like are you doing that I doubt it yeah you know, exactly something like that but uh but everything's been been real natural and you're still uh you know I I, I'm not comfortable sharing the quantities that you ingest to these things because I don't want people to get ideas but you're still uh, you know an active uh, an active on it user here and it's pretty pretty cool to hear that it's been helping you in uh, in your sport
1: as well in your training for sure man yeah every day uh, I'll it's funny because I'll text you my dosages and you'll you'll tell me to, to calm it down <laughs> maybe put a, put a disclaimer on that if I, ever tell any, if I ever tell any kids about it. But I felt like, you know, I'm like 240, a little bit too under 240 now and not too big, especially for NFL standards, it's not very big. But I've always felt like I've had a weird tolerance to everything. Like I basically, whatever I, whatever I take or whatever I have, I just double it basically almost. <laughs> and I built my way up, you know, through through uh, alpha brain and stuff. i I I started to see what I could handle, and I've never really had any issue with anything. I've never, never I uh, felt any, you know. <laughs> I know people complain if they're dizzy or hurt their stomach. I've yeah, never, if they go too. Uh, they go too hard in the paint on the Alpha Brain. Be, I've, I've, witnessed be a, I've witnessed a friend have the same situation, but he also had a couple other things. Holding <laughs> a
0: back. couple other things in his system. Yeah, if, if uh, for those of you listening, if you're taking Alpha Brain and it starts to, starts to feel like you've uh, smoked a gigantic cigar or taken a dip for the first time, that means that you're you know receptors are a little too overheated so you need to back that down a little bit it'll all pass and it's not going to cause any uh any lasting issues but you can get a you can get a little too fired up on your neurotransmitter levels and Things can get out of things can get out of whack a little bit, but for AJ, that's uh, that threshold is a bit higher than most. But and if you're wondering, also the the threshold still applies for a bottle of Tito's vodka as well. <laughs> as well. Yes, yes, <laughs> seen this, I've seen this man put down some serious <laughs> some serious vodka, and I know some serious drinkers as well. You know, I mean, obviously. You know the great Bodie Miller is also on the honor roll. also you can't hang with that guy. No one (laughs) can. Who can can also put down a a little bit of vodka if he wants to. But uh, but this has been impressive in that in that (laughs) regard, no doubt. But to go back to you know, so what do you think? So how did you get to the Joe Rogan podcast? Oh yeah, I kind
1: of skipped that. I'm not sure exactly what, actually what turned me on to Joe's podcast, I think I heard him on the Opie and Anthony show. Uh I listen to Opie and Anthony on the way in the facility all the time. And I listen to the replay a lot on the way home to catch up what I missed. But um, I think Joe was a guest one time with a couple guys. Red Band might have been on there. And he mentioned his podcast. So I was like, I'll check it out. I've never listened to one. And so I started listening and became a huge fan. Um, And then, kind of like a lot of the other people that it sounds like, through the podcast, how they talk about, it. I, I became a straight fanboy of all the the whole, <laughs> the whole Death Squad team. You yeah. know of all those guys, all Joey those guys Diaz, so Ari, all those people. I, I always am and checking them out, trying to find their podcast, trying to find out where they're doing stand up. And I've actually become, I, I've always been a fan of stand up, but now I've even been, you know, it's weird, man. It's like a it, it takes it takes over you. And I don't, I mentioned it to, I don't have a whole lot of other football players listening to too many podcasts, and I ask them about podcasts, they're usually listening to. Watching Sports Center or listening to football podcasts, or whatever, if they even are into podcasts. But for me, it's kind of been uh, it's an easy way to too, get away. I'm I live football, you know, 15 hours a day every day, so it's nice. It's it's really fun, and I really enjoy it. So, what was your exposure to this? And I want to go kind of deeper into this because it's kind of like a weird
0: it's cool it's great it's a juxtaposition of you know it's not you're not the usual joe rogan kind of listener the guy that arrives there that way there's a kind of a weird thing with mma that's happening with it too but you know how much of the kind of awareness of the you know psychedelics and all the other situations that you know rogan myself and other that how much of that had you been exposed to prior to starting to listen to the joe rogan podcast
1: none honestly nothing um I've, you know, I've, I've said it before, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared to, to drink some Tito's every once in a while, but I've, <laughs> I've never smoked anything, never done any drugs, so never never been into pills or anything like that, but as you said, like your whole psychedelic world, I actually started seeing YouTube clips of Joe talking about DMT. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my buddies actually showed that to me, and I was like, man, this is crazy to listen to him explain it, and then meeting you and hearing about your trips, you know, to Peru and talking about ayahuasca and everything, it's just super interesting and I uh I've always I've learned throughout the last couple of years especially that it's it's fun to have a diverse group of friends and I've I sure have a, a very diverse group. Every <laughs> every home game we have here in Green Bay we have a different clan that comes up and it's like everybody is just so different yet we're all kinda we're all kinda I don't know how we, we connect in some way and it's it's uh it's been fun. So so you come from basically you know it's
0: almost like zero to 60 going from straight football and you know i guess you grew up in ohio went to school Mm -hmm. in ohio i mean at that level so let's talk about that a little bit i mean that world where you were growing up it's pretty you know it's pretty cut and dry it's pretty like you know
1: football weights exact protein protein. straight straight meathead (laughs) yeah Uh, and i don't i don't deny that i'm still a bit of a meathead you know but I think I'm starting to evolve a little bit, starting to to open my eyes up over the last five or six years. You know, I, when I was man 14, 15 years old, I'm always worried about was trying to gain 20, 30 pounds of muscle a year, <laughs> trying to eat everything, drinking a gallon of milk before I go to bed, and just lift weights for four hours a day and play football, basketball, and baseball, always playing all sports. But that was kind of my life, and uh, I loved it, you know. And I, I still love doing what I do. Playing football is is awesome. I'm gonna play as long as I can, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see a, there's a lot of other things out there as well. How do you think, um, you know, how do you think, first
0: of all, you know, do you think there's going to be more of that awareness spreading into, like, all realms? Like, you have a pretty diverse group of people on your team as well. You know, mm-hmm. there's so so. there's the guys like yourself, you know, kind of Midwest. I don't know if Ohio classified as Midwest. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. but uh, you know, Midwest, kind of that country boy kind of demographic who's you know, it's trickling into some kind of, you know, awareness for this. And then there's like the kind of inner city kind of hood element, you know, those other players. Do do you think is any awareness kind of creeping in into that that category as well? Like how much, how much is it permeating, do you think? Like if you went back to Ohio, how much, how many people playing football in high school now or college at, you know, Ohio State are starting to, you know, not, it doesn't have to be the Joe Rogan podcast, but just kind of the awareness of things outside of what the government box tries to place on. it. I
1: mean, I think it's, it's slow moving, probably a little slower moving in Ohio than it would be obviously, you know, in the West coast, but I think it's getting there. I think, uh, just me, you know, being aware of it, you, you know, you kind of open your eyes and you're, you're out there and you find people that are kind of searching for the same type of thing you are. Like you've met, you know, one of my, my best friends, Doug from college, he's, you know, he's. We, we'll text each other asking about, oh, did you hear, you hear about, you know, Victor Conti was on Joe's podcast, or we'll talk about something Joey Diaz said, and, or yeah. some clips we saw, and just things like that. So I think it definitely is spreading, because you will see, and now I think with technology, you know, I'm sure there's, fifth graders now with phones and on the internet and all that that wasn't happening really when i was you know i didn't get a phone till my freshman year in college i guess so i was kind of stuck in the dark i didn't um, i didn't really use the internet I'd send the emails every once in a while but now it's like you can find anything you want instantly and i think that right there is helping people even from a young age you know kind of open up and, and see that there's like you said there is there is a little bit more than just the weight room but you yeah. still need that that's that foundation i'll never turn i'll never turn my back on that that was my high school coaches and everybody they they made me who i am but yeah it's it's fun to, to have that foundation for sure
0: well that's i mean that's always been my philosophy you know i mean the whole warrior poet concept is the balancing of two elements you know it's the it's the guy that can kill it in the weight room kill it on the field but then also you know go travel beyond the realms of consciousness or write a poem or or do something you know intellectually spirit and that's something that i think We've lost. There used to be those kind of warrior poets of the past, but it's rare in this day and age. So I I think really the complete, you know, the complete man or complete person could be woman as well, you know, has both of those elements and strength. So, um, you know, it's I think it's uh, the direction that it needs to go, because one without the other um, is just not quite getting everything that you could out of this existence.
1: For sure. And I think it's I've always said I've always tried to be like I say. Oh, you know, what do you, you know, what do you believe or what do you think? I, I think being in the NFL in this fantasy world that we're at, which is awesome. You know, I love it. But it's true that a lot of it's it's easy to not be authentic and get caught up in all the hype. And you know, everyone's seen that someone that has a big time job or someone's getting a lot of attention or whatever they they might forget about it and think that's you know what they are. You know, and then all of a sudden, bam! You could you know break your leg, season over, you're out for yeah. the year. And I've seen a lot of guys struggle with that. I don't want to have to. I'm trying to. I know when football's over, it's going to be a transition. No matter what, no matter what age you are, whether you after high school, whatever it is. I know people have a sometimes a rocky transition into whatever normal life you can call it. And uh, I'm trying to, trying to think about that now and be as as balanced and have things set up for the future. So when when my day does come, you know I. I'll be ready, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna thrive, you know, in retirement mm-hmm. from football and not not be uh, one of the statistics because I think a lot of people <laughs> see it. There's like seventy eight percent of guys when they're five years removed from the league are, are bankrupt and and divorced stuff like that. And it's I might have the numbers a little bit wrong, but it's pretty close.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much in in most things. You know, professional sports is probably a hyper example <clears> because you make so much money so fast and all you're doing is still playing sports, yeah. you know, and so it's and not of, and spending it so yeah, fast. Yeah. So, I and mean, that happens. Yeah. And then it comes to a weird no other no other enterprise do you have that comes to such a drastic and finite end. <laughs> you know, it's like, "Oh, nope, no more money now." See it. yeah now the, the money's now the money's totally gone. Yeah, if you, you know, it's so.
1: literally like if you look at if you look at T O. he's had a, uh, you know, he made a bunch of money from for a lot of years was an unbelievable player and then i think he's he's had some deal issues with uh, his kids where um the moms of the kids are looking for child support and he he basically has to show listen i was making i might have been making 10 million a couple years ago but my literally have no income right now yeah you know, it's true and that's that's a big deal you know that i'm trying to i'm preparing for now and not only with with money but everything in my life it seems
0: like you know someone like Tio could really and I, and Joe talks about it a lot with the isolation tank and with the psychedelic experience. And I think one of the best things about it is that it's able to show a true mirror to yourself, you know, and you really get to look at yourself without any self-delusion, you mm-hmm. know. And I think, I don't know, I don't know to and I can't comment on him specifically, but I know in general it seems like it's easy to get inflated in a sport like football or basketball or any of these, you know, because everybody's constantly pumping your tires, you know, and you're pumping your own tires, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and I think to not ever be able to actually have an untainted view of like who you really are Mm -hmm. and what's, what's going on. I, I can only imagine that that would help them not only be happier but even be a better football player you know like cut out the bullshit and just be like oh this is who I am I really truly know it Mm -hmm. and and we can go I mean yourself you're a very grounded Mm -hmm. individual and I think that's one really unique thing about you so on the scale of people who I would recommend doing some journey work to you know you're on the really kind of low side of it you Mm -hmm. know I mean it's not like It's not like you're pretending to be something different. You know, you're really down-earth, humble, but um, that that kind of self-reflection is is crucial. And you can get it without any drugs. I mean, the psychedelic experience isn't about doing drugs. You can do it in an isolation tank. You can do it on a long hike. You could go to a fucking cave and fast for three days with just water. And eventually, you know that same experience. You'll get there one way or another. It's just a lot more fireworks when you yeah. take a couple cups of ayahuasca <laughs> and listen to the dragon yeah. whistle in your ear. That's why, as a flotilla of snakes, <laughs> suck smoke out of
1: your body and a metallic ship beams light under your tongue. That's why we invite you to Green <laughs> Bay so just so you yeah. can tell us your stories. and We stories. can. We can. You you sat in our kitchen last year with with who uh, we have Doug and his wife a couple. Uh, his in-laws remember i don't know if you remember that and we just sat there mesmerized listening to your story about uh in peru just listen to it ask you a million questions you know like little kids so it was it's fun (laughs) for us you know it's fun to it's such a different world than anything i've ever been brought up in and or every you know even any of my other friends you know they don't they don't know any of this and so it's it's cool it's a fun thing to at least look at and you know whether i i know i don't as of now, I don't plan on ever doing it, but I, like I said, I think the... We'll see
0: about that, AJ. We'll <laughs> yeah. wait till you finish playing football. We'll the... see about that. You might find your way on a detour to Peru. I in. I like that. Drink this, drink
1: this drink this yeah. cup here real yeah. quick. Yeah. You bring me we'll over see see what a cup of stuff. Although, ducks. fucking,
0: you would need probably four cups. <laughs> like, if the, if, the, if, the sh- if the shaman, if we get AJ, I'm going to have a private session set up with the dragon. I'm going to be like, dragon, listen. You just put the whole bottle in front of him, and he's going to drink till weird shit happens. <laughs> I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> just keep feeding him till weird shit happens. This man has an unusual tolerance.
1: Because well,
0: you would just, you would take two cups and just, just grin at him.
1: Like, <laughs> like, what do you got? I don't know. It sounds kind of scary. <laughs> your, your whole deal. I've read your, I've read your, when you wrote about it too. I don't know. It doesn't, it, it sounds, it sounds cool but also the puking and losing 10 pounds yeah, oh, yeah it's just you know whatever. hopefully the the reward is is worth all that it's that, like you know you gotta pain. you gotta sweat when you work out exactly i as long as it's, it's it. worth it then i'm fine oh, it's, it's
0: totally worth it it's part of what makes you feel good now the aboga on the other hand that was that one is um the most valuable but the most intense i mean you got to really commit to three days of a lot of physical pain to make that happen the combo actually combo the frog medicine i've been talking to some people who have been doing that what's that uh, which is basically they take a frog and they they crucify it to a certain degree on these sticks and they irritate the fuck out of it till toxins come out of it And then they take the toxins on a stick and they burn you or cut you and then they rub the toxins into your burn That's or your cut serious and it's supposedly really intense like you get really nauseous really dizzy like really fucked up but they use it for hunting because after it's over you have like this unlimited energy and ability to like sense animals in the forest and it's like, really there's some harsh ones that they get down there and, and boga is certainly on that tip but ayahuasca so
1: what you when it hits do? you right is magic i do fucking I'm, doing it all no, man you after, know? The, after they put the frog toxins in you what are you gonna go yeah, kill I don't know, with mate, yeah it's like chase down a wild boar and <laughs> <laughs> figure it out strangle it
0: No, I guess, you know, I mean, probably uh, it's big in Suriname and I have some contacts down in Suriname. Probably won a marathon, man, after that. Yeah, apparently you have incredible, just incredible endurance and your immune system gets extremely heightened for some reason. I don't know, I have to verify that aspect of it, but it seems like an interesting one. But the ayahuasca, I think, is uh, as long. Now, one of the things about ayahuasca, too, is it's the combination of um, a leaf that contains DMT and a vine that's an MAOI. And the leaves have different concentrations of DMT, depending on season, depending on time of year. So sometimes the ayahuasca doesn't have a high DMT content, in which case you won't see the fireworks. And I think that was part of what happened down in Peru last time. I went with Bodhi last time. And it just didn't have the kind of overwhelming visual stimulus that you normally get from a DMT sensation. I was able to, you know, after I drank a couple cups, I had a pretty cool adventure with a dragon and a bear and an eagle and it was, it was pretty cool but it wasn't still it wasn't like the first time but um but yeah i think that would be a good place to start it's a you know it's a bummer i i really don't recommend uh you know i can't wholeheartedly recommend doing illegal things just because of the risk that's involved but fortunately you know we can go places where things are illegal but i've been able to have these habitual dreams lately recently where i'm smoking dmt you know in his dream yeah, it's a, really? it's a, it's because it's, it's illegal to do it when I'm awake, but I do yeah, it I do yeah, it I do it in you. my dreams. You I know you. what I mean? So um, and that's been really interesting too, because you know these dreams last only like forty five minutes. You know, yeah. so like the start um, when you smoke it, it's it, the shamans are kind of usually not too hot on it, and the reason why when you're smoking DMT is you're going so fast, like a rush into this portal, like trans-dimensional travel like lightning speed I mean from the onset from when you take when you smoke it and you take a hit to where you start to see the chrysanthemum which is this you know kaleidoscope of colors and buzzing atoms and things colliding together and light and colors like you've never seen before in your life to then you know seeing these images and shapes it's like 20 seconds you know. And then when you come out of it, you come out in a hurry too. So you can be processing some really deep material and just be kind of yanked out of it. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a veteran, I don't know, I think it's kind of like a veteran way to experience the DMT experience. Mm-hmm. But, I, but one of the you know, last dreams that I had was actually one of the most powerful ones I had. And one thing I do like about it is it allows you to kind of get, you know let's say you're working and you're out. You know you don't have a lot of time and you know ayahuasca is going to take eight hours minimum and then a day of recovery and three days of preparation this you can kind of do it you know the whole thing will take 30 minutes and Mm. it's almost like a long meditation session that allows you to see some cool stuff this last time i saw a giant like foo dog looking lion (laughs) that came so first of all the chrysanthemum and everything was you know it's pretty wild colors and But this thing and it came and attached itself to my chest and my throat and it was just like being of light and it was it had light in its jaws and it sunk its teeth like (laughs) into my throat and into my into my chest (laughs) and i could feel it like just like i don't know it sounds cheesy because you always oh light and energy but that's what it was it was like white light and energy from my throat to my belly button from where his jaws were and it was like pushing it into my body and then and it was the craziest feeling I've ever had. The only other time I've ever felt anything like that was during that ayahuasca trip that I talked about on Joe Rogan 127, where I was... You know, there was the the, the flotillas that sucked the smoke out of me and beamed some light underneath my tongue. And uh, it was such a just cleansing, powerful feeling. You know, I mean, after that, even though the whole experience only lasted 20 minutes and it kind of, like, moved down the rest of my body, it was like I was you know grounded reset cleansed purified and like back to full you know i could have gone back and continued working or doing whatever like in one hour's time period i went all the way back over felt like i had a visitation from a being you know like a like a strange (laughs) ancient being yeah and then came back to reality and you're like fully back there's no like no hangover. No hangover. No, no nothing. You just feel good and relaxed, and more kind of awareness. What, is it always animals you're seeing? Was it not it? always. I mean, the first ayahuasca trip was a giant, you know, giant metal ship, you know, that I saw, and a flotilla. It can be a variety of different things. Who knows? I mean, you say you say beings, but it's almost like archetypes. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of ways to get there, and I think. Uh, but I think you know, I think for 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 people who are. Um, I think ayahuasca is the way to go, the way to experience the DMT experience. I've also, down in South America, I, also, uh, I haven't talked about this, but I've also snuffed it, where you, yeah. where you snort it. And that was very non-visual. I was like, um, very kind of emotional, had a lot of emotional content. Really? Like Reliving, you know, early family issues and kind of working Jeez. shit out like that. But for you, I think, the full bottle, like Tito's size, ayahuasca, a fucking see where that comes from man see where see where we can go but you know we got a couple years we'll let you finish playing football before we take you on a trip i was joking around that you'd come back from it like 160 wearing robes yeah, and, bro, sandals and sandals yeah. and just giving long hugs giving that extra giving that spiritual extra long hug that's just, that's just like three seconds too long no matter how spiritual i may think i am i still am not down with the overlong hug the overlong hug, just there's a certain amount of embracing try time. It. Just try it, man. <laughs> no, it, it man. I catch on. I mean, I do it. It I might mean, catch I'm on. I'm in circles. I'm, I'm in circles where the overlong hug really? is popular and common. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Oh. And then you know you you align your right cheek to right cheek, you know, because that's the or man, I, don't know, right. it, I forget the other way because that opens up your heart shock. Is that, I never
1: heard that one. Yeah, I don't know. It gets weird, man. What if you go wrong? You guys, you well, both go like, and, and like then you end up kissing the dude. Happens in. No, no, that doesn't happen. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. different circles. I don't know. Yeah, those are different circles. do no, you're circles. You have, <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of friends down there in Austin. Yeah.
0: It's true. It's true. They're, sometimes those circles collide, and that's what makes it kind of a little tricky. You know, sometimes. <laughs> you know, what was it? I guess it was um Joe Rogan was talking with Alex Gray, and he was talking about um, um John Lilly. And John Lilly was uh you know, he was the one who did the ketamine experiments in the flotation oh. tanks, and he said, you know, Joe Rogan. Yes, he he channeled in and like went in his own tank to kind of help his friend out. He was in another tank, and Joe was like, "How did he do that? You know, what do you have to give up?" And, the, and Alex Bader was like, "He gave up his sex. Did you what? hear that? no Like he had to and sacrifice this- his gender in order to be able to have those spiritual powers." Wow. But I'm not down with that. No, that's not. I don't think that's quite necessary. As as I said before, I think I've never been in the tank. Now I'm scared of the tank. (laughs) tank. Yeah, that seems it could be powerful. (laughs) But yeah, like I've always said, I mean, it's all about the it's all about the balance. You know, you got to have both elements. You gotta. I don't really fully fully trust anyone. You know, that couldn't. You know, run, hunt, fight, and you know, if my if my shaman couldn't do those things, you Mm -hmm. know. Would, or at least maybe they're too old to do it now, but at least they couldn't in their prime or so would point. I don't think they're really kind of complete. You know, they're not like that balanced person. So, you know, for, for, and I've always also talked about the two types of energies as well. And that's one thing I wanted to chat with you about is, you know, playing sports like this, there's no more war where we're you know, personal war where we have like a sword and a shield Mm. and we get fucking pumped up and we charge and we get, you're still upset about that. Yeah. It does bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I mean, how horrifying and exhilarating it would be at the same time. Obviously it's a brutal thing, but I mean, certainly there is an appeal to that, but sports give you this kind of analogy for it and you get to do that. So, so what is that? You know, not a lot of people get to even experience that ever. And I think that's a bummer. I mean, that feeling you know that feeling where you you know break through the line and tackle someone for a loss on a big play or mm-hmm. hit a quarterback and now you throw up the shocker <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <that's laughs> But that good. fucking feeling, is that feeling that Chuck Liddell gets when he knocks someone out walk us through how that feels like what is that what does that do into your body you know like
1: how uh, is that it's it's crazy it's different um I don't know cuz I'm, I'm super lucky that I've been able to you know I've been playing football since the second grade I'm 28 now it's been playing for forever so i don't think you can get the, uh, I, i'm lucky enough to play football where you get that physical aspect if you think about it every other well ufc you know fighters mm-hmm. they definitely they're that's the most physical you can get basically but you know if you think of just basketball baseball they can have some unbelievable you know you get to compete head to head you know you watch yeah. some of the old school jordan stuff and lebron now they're competing but i don't think they get that physical aspect you can get from football i mean we have yeah. It's just—it's crazy. We have, you know, I have linemen every single play. They're three hundred thirty pounds, trying to, not only trying to knock your head off, they're trying to take your legs out and do stuff. So when you can find a way around that and beat them, and actually, like blow someone up. I mean, that's the best thing about football. You know, you get to, you get to blast people, and <laughs> it's. It, it, there's, I don't know. It's hard to describe. You know, I think if people have asked me, "What does it feel like?" You know, to when you just know you got someone like how you how you've planned it. You know, you've practiced it your whole life, and you just got to, it was a pure perfect hit. I'm like, God, nothing. You don't feel anything. You're obviously yeah, yeah. you're obviously pretty it. jacked, and you're and you're you feel like you can do anything right after that. You know, <laughs> that's that's why it's a, a big thing, a, a mental part that I've tried to help with. You know, playing and, and tried to get better at is if you've seen it, if you watch football players, you watch like. Watch and say just a receiver, for example. If he doesn't, if he did not get to catch a ball in the first half. Sometimes you know it's tough. You know your your confidence isn't shot, but they're they're down and they might they yep. might see him start yelling at the quarterback. Same thing for defensive guys. If I can come out there in the first series, first or second series, and get a good shot on a guy, make a few tackles, make a play, it's almost like the rest of the game is downhill. You you're feeling you feel. I mean you're playing downhill, and you can just uh, you can kind of catch fire that way. And I've tried to. Sometimes the game's just not set up that way, where you're not going to make any plays mm-hmm. early on, and so a big struggle that I have is, is uh, I try to focus on is just figuring out, you know, it's going to come. I don't need to go out of my way to try to make a play, and the plays are going to come. And if something doesn't happen the first quarter, I'm, I'm just trying to stay positive and figure it out, and say all it takes is one, just one, one big shot on a guy. Where I can stand over top of him after he's after he's struggling to get up, you know that that can change the whole game and change everything. So I just I'm always searching for that. I think every single play. Yeah. And uh, it's fun that way too. And you never try to try not ride the roller coaster of ups and downs of a game because there's always going to be good plays and bad plays, and you just sure. gotta find a way to stay with it.
0: The uh, there's a lot of elements in there. I mean, I think. It's weird how sports go like that, you know? It's almost like there's a certain, they call it the zone or whatever, but it's a certain kind of mix of belief and confidence. You know, I mean, the the power of belief, you know, the more, the older I get, the more experience I get, you know, Mm -hmm. i realize everything ultimately comes down to belief and belief can actually manipulate the way events unfold or manipulate how you react to them. And in doing so, it'll almost permeate like an entire game you know, sure, to a certain man. degree. Like, I remember I saw, it has been a couple moments where I've seen it live, like, happen. I saw uh, Vince Young in the Rose Bowl, you know, yeah. last when he was playing UFC, the U- USC. Um, you could just feel that his presence and his belief, His he was so sure that he was going to win yep. that the game just made that happen. Like, the game <laughs> unfolded for him. I saw Dwayne Wade do that in the in the finals, the first championship they won against Dallas. You could just see him and, of course, other players have done it on TV, but when you're there, you can almost feel it, you know. And I'm sure there's been games, too, where you felt that same thing, where it's like, you whatever happens, you know that you're going to get to the ball, mm-hmm. you know, and that the bodies are going to move <laughs> in the right way, and
1: you're just going to be there to fucking crush and just to shut a team down. Yeah, know? I've... If- you know, it's it's uh, as a player, yeah. There's definitely been times when you feel like that, whatever you can call it, the zone, whatever. Yeah, but I've seen it happen a lot too. I, when our offense is on the field, I sit there and watch like a fan. I don't sit on the bench. Yeah. I stand on the sidelines and watch, and I'm just in awe sometimes at what you know a guy like Aaron Rodgers can do. And you, he's been in the zone quite a few times over the last three or four years, and it's fun mm-hmm. to watch. You can just see and feel his confidence over the whole team, and a guy like that that's leading your team. Which could be any sport, but I've seen it firsthand. When he's on fire, which is most games, yeah. and how he feels, and you watch him throwing touchdowns, and just seeing how confident he is, and celebrating that the whole team feels that that, that yeah. goes through everybody. And I think that's how that can that can be any leader of of a business. If your CEO's like that, if he's a cool, positive, confident dude it's gonna it's gonna trickle down if if he's a a terrible guy that no one wants to be around and he's bitter you know everyone's been around those bitter negative guys it's gonna it's gonna trickle down too so i've just tried to figure out try to surround myself with people that i enjoy being around that kind of keep you up and don't and tell you the truth and not guys that are just gonna sit there and complain about the world
0: yeah that's that but even on a more subtle level obviously people you know you know, you know, not to be around those negative people, but even like, let's say myself in the CEO position and on it. Now we have 22 employees or something like that. And, you know, there's days where I'm really kind of fired up and confident and all my shit, you know, and I'm just like, things are just happening, you know, and there's, you can get that energy and then it gets contagious and then other people start making deals happen, things happen. And then other times I'll be more kind of reclusive. The stress will get to me and I'll just kind of stay in my office and be yeah. stressed. And it's like the whole company's, productivity level well, like you, yeah. everything just kind of drops a little bit and I'm like shit like, <laughs> I gotta fucking pull this thing
1: around you know how do you how do you train them not train them but how do you I'm just asking like how do you teach them to do that on their own to not bank on you you know because you know yeah I'm sure as it grows and there's times you're in town you're out of town whatever how do you how do you kind of yeah well they on their gotta see
0: everybody you know everybody can be a leader in that regard you know so it doesn't have to be you know, there's other people that can pick up the flag, you know, they Mm -hmm. don't have to, they don't have to rely on me and, you know, they have their own, you know, their own moments, you know, and, uh, we have a few just rocks and I'm sure every team has this, every army's had this, just people who go out and are just killing it every day. Attitude is awesome. They're just taking care of business and they are kind of like the anchors, you know? And then there's a couple of people who are more kind of, Streaky, you know? <laughs> and so you got to ride them when they're hot. And When they're hot, you pile it on. But when they're a little off and things are off, you can rely on your rocks. Okay, you yeah. know, and, that, and that's kind of how it goes. But you know, any, you know, for me, so much, so much is still dependent on, on myself. I know I have to be conscious of how my, my att- attitude and energy is. And same, same with you. I mean, you're one of the leaders out there on the field. But, um, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, all these people in key leadership positions. You know you gotta you gotta push that out
1: because it's contagious mm-hmm. you know? yeah that's something that i've tried to figure out more even this year uh like i grew up you know just whatever i'm not from everyone thinks you're from ohio oh, you grew up on a farm you have cows no i don't even know anybody that grew up on a farm you know i'm from the suburbs of dayton ohio a place called centerville and uh awesome place but i grew up super shy kid the youngest of three boys my two older brothers I just chased them around you know wanted to be mm-hmm. them my whole life and still still look up to them but um i grew up just super shy and almost holding everything in like you know i i, just, I was I was really passionate about things and everything, but no matter what, I could hit the game-winning shot in a basketball game, and I'd just walk off the court, you know, like <laughs> whatever, and my my parents were like, man, why don't you, you celebrate, you know? And I'm like, oh, I did, I uh, high-fived a few teammates, or whatever, like, I never, <laughs> I've never been able to kinda go out there and do stuff like that, and this year, I've I've almost just said, you know, whatever, I, I've, I'm have i sure everyone's heard it, where to truly be like your best at something, you just gotta let it all go, let go of, of what might happen, you know, of, uh, you know, whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter, you know, you just gotta, the whole process, everyone, you just gotta focus on that, and, you know, it might sound corny or whatever, but that's just kinda what I'd, what I've, uh, you know, I figured, I'm, I'm 28, you know, I'm, that, that feels really old, you know, I feel like I'm 15 still, and so, I think it's about time, I just, just let it go, and don't, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter, it's true, like, to be, yeah, you have to to be who You are. have
0: to let go of the outcome, Exactly, to be, in the yeah.
1: to be your best, you definitely have to let go of everything, you can't sit there and worry about good plays, bad plays, even in, in life and so I'm, I'm trying to, to still in the process always every day but to figure out just let it go man who cares you know I I was the the king of going to a going with my wife to a wedding and she loves dancing she's out there in the dance floor going crazy <laughs> and I'm just posted up in the corner and like no I don't, I'm not a dancer no I'm just straight I'm over here doing bicep curls push-ups <laughs> just being just being an idiot and I still am that way mostly but I still try to let it go a little bit more and and enjoy things. I, I'm always enjoying it, but uh, I guess it doesn't always show to to other people. And I have to explain that to people sometimes. And I'm just trying. That's what having having cool, diverse friends like you guys, like you, and different people is. They, I think they, they help bring that out. of You know, you can't if you know, if all my buddies were just like me, it'd be stupid. We'd be yeah. so boring. We'd just sit around. And, You know, watch Storage Wars and do nothing. So, so I got You got to get out there and do stuff. Yeah, the funny dancing is
0: not to go too far down a down a rabbit (laughs) hole about dancing, but you know, it was such a part of tribal life, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. And at some point, for a dude to dance, it got gay. Like like a lot of like. and you know i mean i've always been dancing it up my life but i never really subscribed to that but that's became like a like the cool guys were just not really into it And it, i guess i don't know it's just it was just kind of a weird thing i mean you have an unbroken history of you know thousands of years where everybody would play except for you know in islamic cultures where they'll throw rocks at people who try to dance and have fun but that's a whole new level of fucked up but on the tribal level it was some people could make the music you either made the music or you danced to the music yeah you know and I think that's partly what's in us all and I think you know I think there's something to that I mean I, we just we just had the the pleasure of you know watching your uh, cute little young daughter you know put on some music she's two years old I guess right too yeah too and she's just dancing it up, you know. I mean, yeah, her, she doesn't care. Right. Oh, fuck what she, she looks like. She's the more just people, killing the it. The
1: more people look at her, the, the more she yeah. she feeds into that energy and starts clapping and going crazy. And I think that watching her has taught me a lot. You know, she's she's awesome. I don't care. You know, if I was, you know, if you're self-conscious about things, or whatever. I don't. I go in public. I, you know, I'm. It's hard for me. To, I'll, I'll walk through a store carrying her, and I never figured it out until I was, you know, a dad. But man, I don't. I'm. It's weird. I I'll sit there and kiss on her and you know, run down the, the aisles with their stores and just do stuff that you could never see yourself doing as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, that high yeah. school meathead. I never, I never <laughs> could see that myself being that guy, but I, I don't care at all. You know, I think that is one thing that, that helps at least for me, having, having kids have another one on the way coming in a couple of months. And that, that helps me. I learn a lot from, from a little two-year-old that can, can only say a few words. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I think, I think we can, I mean, at some
0: point, you know, we become self-aware and people, people are just so easy to make fun of other people and like put them down and shit. It's such, you know, such nonsense. I wonder why kids are like that. You know, like, I don't know if they have to be like that. If all kids like back in the day, like imagine the fucking Navajo tribe where like the six year olds looking at the five year olds being like these fucking kids, they yeah. fucking can't dance for shit. They start, you know, and they just, no, they weren't. I don't think, you know, but somehow in schools and stuff, I don't know if it's a product of it just seems like momentum has gotten out of control that way. And it just kind of feeds a little bit, but really, you know, expression of oneself, I think is, uh, it's important. You know, you gotta be able to just kind of let it, let it loose. And that's not socially enforced in hardly anything now, but I think that's, that's one thing. If I had to, you know, override some remedies that I think would be good. I think, bringing back that kind of tribal element where you all get around a fire and you you know play some music and get a little loose drink a little bit and dance to some drums and Mm -hmm. you know none of those dances look great you know they're (laughs) just jumping around and fucking but when you're feeling it I think uh I don't know at least for me that's uh that's something pretty cool and and then you know of course you know you have that element you're at least a type of guy that's getting to express the kind of warrior archetype which I think is so, you know you see so many men who never get to express that mm-hmm. kind of i am going to you know apply my physicality towards dominance yeah. and that's such an instinct that we all have and i think suppressing it so many people try to suppress it and even you know the quote spiritual people try to deny it and ignore yeah. it like it's not there or it's not important or you're a meathead if you're trying to express it i don't agree with that bullshit. i think it's part of our birthright you know and i think it's unfortunate really that you know, unfortunate and fortunate in some ways. So in some ways, it's progress, but in some ways, you know, it's good we have sport to be able to kind of
1: express that. Big time. I 100 yeah. percent agree with that. It's a, it's like a running joke with different guys on my team that I've played with, you know, my whole life. My my wife will joke in the off season. She's like, man, when are you guys going to start practicing again? She's like, he's just so. You guys are so physical in the off season. Like when I don't get to hit people on the field, yeah. and it and that sounds terrible and super meathead but not like i'm hitting her but you know you're just wrestling or whatever we, yeah you know what i'm saying it, we get and, it <laughs> and my wife says she's a strong girl so she doesn't she uh she can stand her own with with anyone i feel bad if she ever gets in a fight with a girl because she she can punch like a guy yeah and uh but she's like gosh you just need to i just can't wait till you guys put the pads on and practice again she's <laughs> like you're just you're just a bull in a china shop rolling around here running into things breaking things in the house and i think it's it's weird it's in there and i think it's in everybody regardless you could be five foot 120 pound guy but i think it's in there and just at different levels and and uh i'm yeah i'm lucky enough to let that out now and i've actually thought about that when i'm done playing like man what am i gonna i'm trying to find things that i'm gonna compete in and be able to express that and do that and I, i'll always work out i love to work yeah, out for sure so i can do that but i there's i'm i've, I've thought of crazy things like man maybe i'll maybe <laughs> i'll do spear fishing maybe what can i what can i compete in yeah. you know like, let me free dive and see how deep i can go like i love the ocean and i just think of all these weird things and i'm gonna eventually come up with a few a few fun things i can compete well you've been uh you've been rolling a little bit too, right? Doing a little jujitsu with, uh, friends with with Dan Henderson and the clinch gear team.
0: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah.
1: man, those guys are awesome. They've got me into more MMA stuff. And obviously the pot to listen to Joe's podcast, talking to you, I've got to do just a a real little bit of, of jujitsu and loved it. I, I was actually out in Colorado, uh, working out and went to a guy and, uh, he does that he does a little bit of everything. The guy actually fights and he said, Well what do you want to do? You know, most people want to come in and do striking and just, just punch the bag and hit the hit the mitts." I'm like, No man, let's just do an hour of jujitsu. So we just rolled around for, for an hour with this guy and he had two of his students come in who just killed me. You know, these high school <laughs> these high school kids. Did they did they though? <laughs> yeah. Well the thing is I could I could kinda toss him around a little bit. And, but it didn't matter. They'd always catch me with something, you know. Yeah. And I'd tell them, like, don't hold back, man. If you can, you know, choke me out, do it. Or if you, gotta, if you got so something. So did they it. get you? Oh, yeah, 100%. How, how big were they? Uh, the one kid was probably, like, 180 pounds. The other kid was probably 195. Like, they weren't small, but they weren't real big kids. But they, I don't know what belt they were. They didn't matter. They were, these guys, they, open, good, they huh? opened my eyes. Yeah, and I would, you know, I would try to work all the all the different moves they would show me and in the counters and everything and it didn't matter they were count when well, they were countering my counters boom locked up i'm they're choking me out and i i was telling them, just go go for it man i'll tap when i'm you know if i'm yeah, going out yeah. and and it was a good thing out there too it sounds funny but I, uh the guy that was teaching me he's like well you need to know what it feels like to get choked you know and then you can <laughs> choke me and stuff like that so they they he's like he would choke me and then make me tap and i say, all right it's good this is good to know i need to know how it feels yeah, yeah. and uh that was that was actually cool to see. I, I needed that, and uh, I, I think I just want to get into it even more. It's it's a little bit of a balancing act of getting into enough where you're not really jeopardizing, getting hurt playing football for yeah, football. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you get hurt outside of if you get hurt off the field, right, they can right. they can do a lot of they can take a lot of your money here in the NFL. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a balancing act there, but uh, I think that might be something I could get into even more and give me something to work towards. You know, and uh, I just think we all need something to work at and work towards. Uh, you know but even if it's not you know trying to make a ton of money when I'm done I, I want to be working towards something and trying to, to always compete sure. with people yeah jiu-jitsu that kind
0: of unique element of combat sports where I mean barring a, an injury which you can get playing basketball you can yeah. get playing volleyball barring an injury you can go full out And Uh, not hurt each other. Exactly. Like, fight to death without injury, which is no other thing has been able to do that. I mean, that's why if people could sword fight to death without (laughs) injury,
1: you fucking guarantee there'd be full armor still, you know? Yeah, what I thought was awesome, these kids, these kids were, I think they're maybe 19, 20 years old. I just couldn't believe how respectful and so, they were like, so we'd sit in there fighting bam bam they'd catch me with an arm bar or whatever and then we we're done you know they're sitting there bowing and saying oh thank you and after every, they were just yeah, so yeah, yeah. and that's kind of that culture and that's what i've, I've told my wife we want to, i want to get my daughter into something i don't know if it's jujitsu or taekwondo whatever it is i need to, i want her to get in that culture of kind of respecting your elders you know treating everyone with respect and i i think it could just especially with how things are going man it's kind of weird with how i think I I don't know how exactly the generations are going but I think things are a little too easy at some point for some kids and they're uh, not learning the respect you need for how to treat other people and I think if I get my kids into that culture I think it could man it could help them go so far and not only will they get in that I need to get in that culture too I need I need all the help I can get (laughs) everybody does
0: yeah I mean it's uh kids this generation you know I'm a little removed, but I have some sisters and stuff and you know i think i think the the way to steer them now i feel like kids were more like just punks and like jackasses in a generation maybe a little bit not quite this one this one it's more like they're you know they get they can lean towards being a little too emo like yeah. a little too anti-social
1: a little too Did existential you, uh, you know kind of oh fuck the world you know who was it someone just said uh I'm not taking credit for it. On uh, Opie and Anthony, I think they said hipsters are the new jocks. Yeah, that they are like, and which is fine. I believe me, I'm all for the eclectic. You know, I was just out in Seattle actually, like the hipster movement. You know, walking around with a guitar on your back. I, I love those dudes. It's cool to see, but it's true. It's a different. It is kind of a different world. I feel so removed. You know, I'm I'm 10 years removed from high school, but I feel like that was forever ago. I feel like it's a it's a different world now. Yeah, and, and and all of that stuff though, I mean it's you don't
0: see a lot of, you know, emo jujitsu guys. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's some there's some element it's fine, people can express however they want to express, you know, but there's just some element of faking it, I feel like, a little bit. For like sure. you're pretending that life isn't as fucking magical and awesome as it is. Because you can make it that. You can totally yeah. fucking make it that. And love can be awesome fucking Fighting, whatever it is, you can do All of these elements, you know, sports and competition and art, whatever, everything can be fucking awesome, you know. And it's like denying the awesomeness is faking it a little bit, for sure. Just because you're not, you don't want to put in the work to get there, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so there's some kind of inauthenticity to it, and I think that's the, that's the challenge. But there's also a lot of bullshit in the world too, you know. <laughs> and we've talked a lot about that. You know, and so it can give people a kind of jaded sense, you know, when all your politicians are fucking liars, you know, and your government's just completely screwing up. I just saw a documentary, which is a must-see, by the way, called UN and Me, um, by this guy. I think his last name's Jarecki, and uh, I don't know, maybe that was a drug war guy. But anyways, um, it's called UN Me. You can get it on iTunes. And just to see how fucking terrible and bureaucratic and useless and, you know, awful the un is you know i mean we don't even we're not even aware of how you know completely you know detrimental some of these un efforts have been and how they've had so many opportunities to stop senseless murders and just have failed to do it because of you know this crazy bureaucracy in this world i think it is easy to get you know a little jaded and stuff like that and so um, you know, I think that'll be the challenge. You know, you're a, you're a father now, father one, almost going to be a father of two here coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be it. I mean, obviously your your family's great, and that's the most important factor. But you know, the world at large, unless some things change, you know, um, <laughs> but things have to change. You know what? You know, the world that hmm. the world that you know your kids Lennon Hendricks are going to grow up in
1: is going to be a much different world than ours. It has to be. <laughs> we can't continue on this trajectory. So we'll see, man. Yeah, hopefully I can have a have a, a good positive influence but it's a that's a thought of mine every day i'm thinking because where they're going to go to school can we've heard all about you know how kids can treat kids you know i have a daughter so i'm super protective over and i do know how bad girls can get especially <laughs> middle school high school sure. just whoever the cool girls will just pick on the the all the the girls that they don't think are and, and if you look back now obviously i'm not trying to knock anybody but most of the people that were really cool in high school aren't so cool anymore, if you think about it, yep. all the, the big tough guys, and, and I kind of just stayed to my own, had my little group of friends in high school and whatever. I, I thought I was cool, I definitely wasn't. But, you know, those guys that were running around, you know, knocking guys books out of their hands you know if you check up on them usually most of them are running, <laughs> right. aren't running companies and, and and killing it so it's just uh it's well, all that stems,
0: all that stems from insecurity anyway of course which you know, i think so, almost everything so which does. ultimately will defeat them even if it's temporarily props them up and people buy people buy their shit you know eventually they're going to stop buying and it's going to be sell 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 like fucking jim kramer sell 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 <laughs> on that dude and he's going to be fucking doing something yeah. stupid you know one time yeah, so we got uh, money to roll. Eight, eight thirty. Yeah, I'm gonna roll. about time. So we're Thanks. gonna have to wrap it up here for now. We may uh, continue a little bit yeah. more, but appreciate this. Mr. Hawk here has some family duties here. Got a pregnant wife and some beautiful kids to take care of. So we'll let him wrap this up and uh, kick some ass tomorrow against the Cardinals. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. It's, it's gonna go down. It's been fun. I, I love the podcast. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, we may continue this. We may not. Yeah. If not. uh, I'll be back again to wrap this up myself. So All thanks right. a lot, really. No problem. All right. All right, here we are with a little second segment, a little wrap-up show with the powerful AJ Hawk fresh off of victory against the Cardinals. It was a fucking blast to be out there. Really appreciate everything this weekend, man. And uh wanted to take a chance to touch on a few things that we didn't get to in the first segment. Um, you know, really, you know, at the Warrior Poet Podcast, we try to you know, try to glean some positive examples and some messages that, that people can latch on because it's, it's fucking hard enough out here to, uh, to stay motivated, um, to find the right path, to stay on it. And, uh, you know, I think you're a great example of someone who's, um, you know, taken an opportunity, stuck with it, had the motivation to keep going and find, you know, a pinnacle of success so um you know what are some of the the messages and tactics and techniques and things that you've used to keep yourself motivated you know straight through concurrently uh you know without getting burned out and you know maybe sometimes you do get a little burned out and things get tough but you know what's kind of your your idea as you as you move through to uh to, to the peak that you're at now uh
1: that's a that's an awesome very deep question <laughs> that's I it guess. we don't She's fuck sick. around we just go right off the I bat mean, we just go straight from hanging out so just going there's deep there's no there's no completely right answer i'd say obviously with anything but i'd say the one thing with me at least personally that i can speak of is I just always want to be authentic to myself and to, to stay, I've, I've said it, it sounds very cliche and whatever, but stay the course, stay my, whatever my plan was, like, from the outside looking in, I think a lot of times, at least with athletes or actors, anything, if you look at him and say, man, that dude's got it all, everything's going awesome, it's just every day to day, their life is amazing, you know, there's no struggles. And that's, I think that's the furthest from the truth. I mean, I think at least I can speak for athletes, we feel very lucky, but from being around athletes my whole life, I feel like guys go through big time day-to-day struggles. Yeah. And things definitely don't go as as you planned, I think. And I, I've I've definitely faced a bunch of adversity throughout my career. Um, and the only thing that I've I've learned from that, or the, the main thing, is that if I stay the course and I stay with what I feel like got me here and got me, you know, my foundation, like I, I talked about earlier, with just... Throwing up weights three or four hours a day <laughs> and staying with it and and never compromising and, and staying consistent, that eventually things will work out. It's it, sometimes it's hard to see. I think in the short term, you know, you, you can. It, it's true. If you look around, you can you can turn yourself into a negative thinker. You know, it's really easy. You can see a guy that you feel like isn't isn't selling out isn't doing the right things and he's having some short-term success or she's having some short-term success and doing things right but eventually i feel like it all evens out and yeah but maybe they didn't they they know themselves they didn't quite earn it yeah and and, you know and i don't think i think it's not on us to look at that as a negative you know i think we should be happy for them regardless if you feel like they didn't do it the right way or whatever and if you try to you don't have to block it out but you're aware of that and you and you use it and you you find a way to use anything as positive energy man it, it can be huge and i i've just tried to use that regardless say i'm i'm pissed off i'm mad at anybody you know coaches teammates players whatever happens if i can find a way to harness that man if you if you think about it that negative energy that some of that we have at certain times It's super powerful, and if you can find a way to harness that and turn Turn it into positive, man, it's awesome. And I've I've had some instances where that has happened for me, and it's uh, that's kind of where I've I'm I'm trying to go from here. And it's it's definitely a battle, but uh, I'm I'm trying.
0: So it sounds like you know if we're gonna sum this up, it sounds like you're saying, you know, have a vision of where you want to go. And you know, when you have that vision, realize the small steps that it's gonna to take to get there. And regardless of the adversity, regardless of what's going on, for you it's putting the time in, in the weight room, in, you know, in your training, always following through on the little steps. You know, Have a vision of the future where you wanna go and then relentlessly follow through on the little things you know that are gonna get you there. Regardless <clears> of what you're feeling and what you're thinking, that's a step. And then beyond that, You know, take the opportunities to harness the energy. If it's you know, take the opportunity to get motivated from whatever thing that you can find and add that as fuel to your fire. Would you say that's a
1: fair way to kind of sum it up? Or I would definitely, yeah. I I think it's a fair way. But one thing that I've had an issue with in the past is when with people tell me, "Well, I have a chip on my shoulder, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play hard. I'm gonna work (laughs) hard." Like I don't I don't believe in that. I don't. I mean, I do. I understand that you you can be mad, you can be upset if you feel like you've been. You know you didn't get a scholarship coming out of high school or things Uh like that but i don't i don't exactly know what that means when you say you have a chip on your shoulder you know i i think we all have something to prove to ourselves you know and i I think the thing that i've learned is i I don't have anything to prove to anybody but Uh myself you know and i regardless if you're in the public eye at all no matter what you're doing there's going to be people that are going to try to knock you down that's fine and i think you have to kind of i think you can actually use that as positive energy even if they're coming at you negative and say whatever who cares it might sound new age or whatever but i think if you can just find a way man it's all it, it sounds terrible i hate uh, that. that i'm saying it but like, no, you know i'm some, sure heard, are, some of these things are just truths i'm sure <laughs> you you've know, heard people it. say it oh it's all energy man you just need to harness yeah. it you know yeah i understand that sounds kind of hippie and and whatever but it's true like you, if you can find a way to to turn that into your use that for your favor the opportunities are endless and i think the biggest thing that i've learned over the last even honestly year or two years is to try to enjoy it try to have fun because i think all of us are stuck in kind of if you let it get to you it can be a stressful situation i i honestly don't feel any stress with with what i'm doing in uh-huh. in football and i think a lot of people do feel stress. and I, i'm just trying to try to have fun i mean i get to play a game for a living it's awesome yeah. so it's uh, it's a lot of
0: fun yeah you can get definitely wrapped up in the small stuff but you know i think one of the interesting things you were saying there is to um you know not to be your own judge of how you're performing and i think that was actually something that you know um Bodie Miller was telling me as well, you know, there was a, there was a, I went through a patch here actually where, um, you know, I got a little bit of notoriety from the Joe Rogan podcast and I actually had the first, you know, a lot of people who respected what I was saying, but the first people who like seemed to legitimately hate me <laughs> like, like straight up. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? And it really bummed me out cause I wasn't used to it. And he was letting me know. And, and he, if you know, if you're not aware after the, after the Olympics in <clears throat> in Salt Lake, he had, I guess there's a Q score that different agents use, which is like your popularity score at the time. And he had a worse score than O.J. Simpson (laughs) after the Olympics where he was, you know, know he was partying in Torino. It's not Salt Lake. He did well in Salt Lake. It was Torino. Um, He was on the cover of all these magazines and just got a little disenfranchised. And really people turned on him. And that's where he kind of said, listen, you know, you got to be the judge of yourself. You know, when when you've put out everything that you can, you've laid it out there and you know, when you have it, you know, and and use that. And then uh, I think that's an important thing to know is, you know, not get caught up in what other people are saying, how they're judging you. Um, You know, your own performance, you know, when you've laid it on the line, you know, when you've done a great job and ultimately you have to be the judge of that. But that doesn't mean that you can't you know, harness the energy that you're feeling from everybody else and kind of utilize that, um, as well. So I think that's, that's certainly a balancing act, but, you know, a lot of us aren't, aren't athletes, you know, for a profession, most of us aren't, and, you know, we don't have, uh, our paths aren't as clear. So I think, you know, for, for all of, for all the rest of us, you know, for me, it took till I was 29 to really know exactly what path I was in. Um, for me, it was a matter of just keeping the, keeping the faith that something would, something would break if I kept mm-hmm. my morals and, and kept my values and kept on the grind, um, you know. But for you and I think for athletes, it's a unique situation where you get on a set of train tracks and you just you know it, yeah. you know. And I think that's the advantage. But I think we can all kind of learn from that and find our own track, you know, whatever track that is. And if it's not a track, at least keep to our own code and i think that's one thing that i've learned about you is you have a great code about you you know you have a sense just how you treat people how you do people for you know those of you who haven't you know known aj or whatever he's the you know he's gonna be the type of guy that goes out of his way to you know sign everything from the fans and and be there for his teammates and do everything he can um how do you think that's kind of played into your success it seems like you're guided by a code, almost like a Bushido, you know, like they would say from, from the old samurai days. But what, what would you say to that? How did you form that? And, and how important is that
1: to you? I, I don't, I don't know exactly how it was formed, but, um, I've never really thought about it in depth. Like, you know, how you, you know, if you talk to, to you, you know, you, you'll come up with all kind of ancient terms <laughs> for it, and right? ancient warrior terms and, and make it sound amazing. <laughs> but, um, Honestly, I don't I, I don't know like I, I think I, I I know I keep bringing this back to my daughter But believe me, I'm obsessed with her. So it's tough But like I when I tuck her into bed at night every night I tell her You know, obviously I tell her I love her and then I'll tell her I will said respect yourself and treat others with respect And that's that's honestly like that's all that really matters that I, I try to tell her and I try to I try to live by those things and try to try to teach her what I live by and, and not just respect Others, but like I've seen too many times where people will try to, they're not being it comes back to the thing about being authentic, you know, like, yeah, hey, oh, yeah, hey, I'm gonna sit here and say hi to people, but you know, I really think that I'm above these people, like, hey, yeah, they're yeah, coming so to you're see just me, it on a, yeah, and, on and, a and, they, on and it. they even know deep down that they're doing it because they feel like whether they're earning points towards heaven or things like that. I've, mm-hmm. I believe me, I've had a lot of talks with guys about that, and. I don't feel like I don't want to be that guy ever. I feel like it's just for whatever reason. I think I'm real lucky that I've had a great upbringing. Both my parents did a good job of that. They they always treated me with respect and, and taught me. I think I watched them and I watched my older brothers. And I just, I've been lucky, you know, and I think it's been an easy transition into that. But I, for whatever reason, I just, I don't think anybody... It, can feel no matter what like I understand yeah I play football I get people we get paid a lot of money to to play a game but it's not like anybody if someone's making five million dollars a year it doesn't make them better than a dude making 25,000 a year you know so and I think I've learned that over the years and I've always kind of felt that way so I never felt like I don't care what it is you don't there's no it's the same thing we were talking about earlier here before we, we turn this on If you look at, I've seen different situations where people will look at people whether it be a musician, a political guy, and they're just in awe, you know, just freaking right. out, like, oh my God, and they're looking at him like zombies, and they just can't even, they can't even fathom that they're in the room with a guy. I'm like, you know, this person's a human just like you, right. you know, so I think we're all we're all in the same boat, yeah. you know, regardless of how, some of us have, had, have been luckier than others, you know, and got on a better path, whatever. Some people, you know, work harder than others, and I think it's just, uh, it's a weird thing, and I, I don't know, man, I don't I don't know if I, I've never sat down, and wrote down, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna treat people like this. I'm gonna it sign on kinda to It just kind of came naturally to me for you. whatever reason, yeah. And I, I feel, I, I guess you'd say, I feel, uh. I don't know, I can't really put my finger on it, but I, I feel like I, nobody is, is above anybody and whatever. Wow. And that, that might sound fake. That might sound inauthentic, but that's that's the only thing I care about in life is being authentic to myself. And I don't care about anything else, honestly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat my wife right, I'm going to treat my, my kids right, and then uh, be authentic. And if I'm authentic, then guess what? I think the rest of them will be too. I think that's extremely valuable, you know, lesson to take in,
0: and it's actually not even it's not always that easy to be completely authentic you know and that's not why i've it's mentioned i mentioned the psychedelic experience as being one of the best ways to actually show you a mirror of yourself and say what is real you know what is the real part of me what is the core essential you know part of me you call it your god self you could call it your true self you call it but basically the core you mm-hmm. and it's so easy to lose that Um, You know, I think, as I mentioned before in the earlier part of this, I think you're one of the rare individuals that's just kind of managed to stay, always stay without getting too far off on that. And it's, it's certainly admirable, but, but for the rest of us, uh, you know, occasionally we need those, those checks and balances, a little time in the flotation tank to (laughs) go over it. But one
1: thing I have learned, I don't (laughs) want to interrupt you, but one thing I've definitely learned from talking, I, I think a big thing in, in, you know, kind of growing as a, as a person is is talking to people in all different types of you know walks of life. It's everybody has the same problems, man. You know, like yeah. the same issues that I'm having. Like, oh man, I'm sitting in meetings all day. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm getting impatient. Whatever. Believe me, the same guys working a, a sales job at a business are having this. We're all having the same issues. No one it, it has different issues than the other. And I think people always think the grass is greener. And we've I've talked about this with some friends before. They think a guy like and I don't want to single a single guy out like Brad Pitt. You think about it. So he had issues with Jennifer Aniston. So say they, yeah. they broke up. He's thinking, man, what would it be like? You know what? He's probably having similar issues with <laughs> yeah. Angelina Jolie that he had with her. Like, it's the same thing. Like, no one, the grass isn't always greener. And we all have the same issues. And it's just up to us to kind of figure it out. And I think that's that's the thing that I've, I've figured out over the, the past. And like I said, I don't have, whenever I speak to, <clears throat> every once in a while I go back and speak to like my high school football team or I've gone back to Ohio State and spoke to them and the first thing I'll say to these guys I'll say listen I don't have any answers say, I don't know anything really <laughs> and I'll say the That's biggest like thing what Socrates himself said <laughs> I'll say I get I'll tell them. I'll say I, I used to get so annoyed when I used to sit here and I'll have someone come in and they'll speak down to me you know and tell me sure this is what's the truth this is what's real and so I, I'll try to Keep it up front and say, "Listen, I don't know anything, man. All I know is what's what's helped me in the past, and then I'll try to give them a, a tiny bit of knowledge. But listen, I don't, I don't have any answers. I don't. We all got to figure I, it out. I, yeah, exactly, you know? and that's why I'm I'm hanging out with guys like <laughs> you that that aren't the typical Midwestern Ohio guys. You're going down to Expand, Peru and exp- getting tattoos in the ribs, <laughs> expanding the horizons a little exactly. bit. Exactly.
0: Yeah, there's a. It is. You know it's i've really been blessed in the past few years to hang out and meet a lot of you know unique individuals and you know everybody has their own different keys to success and you begin to see how and why people got to wear their position like you know joe rogan for example i got to spend a lot of time with him when i went and took that trip to brazil for the fights and um he has like a tireless energy he's just right. relentless he's just on it on it on it always thinking if anything happens that could be a joke that could be a tweet that could be (laughs) that could be something to talk about on the podcast but it was actually one of the one of the cool things to see was actually finally when the machine just had enough and he just passed out in a taxi on the way to the fight he was just like okay i gotta go to sleep you know and (laughs) it was like okay at least he is human because i marveled at how how much kind of energy he could put out And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, we're all just, you know, machines that we can kind of feed the right things, uh, both from the love that we get from the people around us, the energy that we have around us, the food we put in our body, the thoughts we think, all of that is going to help make the machine run and get on the right track and, and find the path to success. And everybody has a slightly different way, but everybody has their own challenges as well, you know, and it's just a matter of doing your doing your damn best and being authentic and uh and and seeing where you can go and I think that's uh that's the key you know but you got to find your own way no one's going to if
1: anybody tells you you know they have the path you know uh, don't follow them don't I, follow I don't I, that, <laughs> yeah that's I think it's a constant fight as well against falling in line and being a robot because you know I mean this I I know we're trying to wrap this up but yeah it's true you could it's very easy to, to, to be a robot and just follow the leader. And I yep. think that's kind of what society wants you to do. That's what, that's what, uh, you know, if people there, you know, there's a couple of people that want the power guess what, they're going to want, you know, 20,000 people to follow them. And that's why I think, uh, you know, a guy like you say, you're running on it. I know you don't want a bunch of yes men sitting under, you know, no, telling you not. exactly what to do. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I think when you see things fail it's it's usually because there's one or two guys up front and they all they care about is yes men that will won't question them won't do anything and i think it's always good not, not to question it in a negative way or, or, to, to be bitter about it, but to say, well, is there, is there a way we, can we be more efficient? Can we be better? And I, I'm always thinking that. Believe me, everything I do, I'm trying to be more efficient and, uh, and get uh-huh. things done. And, uh, and you know, most of reason. the
0: people, most of the time, the person asking that question, can I be more efficient? You know, is yourself. You know, yeah. and you got to look back at yourself and just be brutally honest, like. You know do not the last fucking person you should ever lie to is yourself yeah, you know sure. like that's that's it like don't lie to anybody lying is you know generally a bad practice <laughs> you know but the very last person you should lie to is yourself and i think a lot of us delude you know delude ourselves either make rationalizations or or tell us tell ourselves things that you know are just a little bit off to let ourselves off the hook or maybe Maybe it's the other way. Maybe we're too hard on ourselves. You know, maybe we don't give ourselves credit uh, when we deserve it. So everything seems kind of overwhelming and overbearing. Um, but try and find that, you know, true, fair, you know, self-judgment. you know self And, you know, when you're kicking ass, enjoy it. You know, be in the moment. Live it. 100%. You got to You got to You got to get the good. You got to get the nectar out of life as well. You know, not just the struggle. You know, I think. And actually, you mentioned the tattoo on my ribs. And, you know, it's kind of. That for me, the two things, two sentiments that I wanted to get was it's a samurai and a cherry blossom tree. And the samurai is, you know, in mid battle, two swords in his hand, fighting, struggling, you know, and I think that's a, that's an important part of life. But the other part is, you know, the iconic cherry blossom tree, which is life is transient. You know, if we don't enjoy it, if we don't enjoy the flowers blooming and life happening around us. What the fuck is the point for the struggle? Mind you know, mind. you got it. You got to be there and enjoy the things. And, you know, take that breath as you walk out on Lambeau field and feel yeah. the energy and enjoy the electricity as you crunch somebody yeah. into the grass, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Obviously, those are the extreme examples. But, you know, as simple as enjoying, you know, seeing your daughter dance and dance around the kitchen and, yeah. you know, hanging out with friends, doing all that. You got to take the take the time to enjoy. And then when it's time to go you know saddle
1: up and fucking give that's it right, hell man i'm give with it hell. i never knew that about your tattoo on your ribs i never, I never examined it <laughs> yeah,
0: well, i did, I did that's not good. to I'm strip glad, down for my glad, boys yeah. like, yo you,
1: check God. this out bro i'm <laughs> glad you, you it makes sense now though it, yeah. it really does but yeah you're 100 right people talk about oh man those were the good old days you're like no man today today this is, is the good old day days. Yeah. And that's yeah, why exactly. i try to tell people people always I, i'm you know i'm 28 now and people always talk about man I, I loved college man i'd love to go back to college i'm like you know what college was awesome i had a great time <laughs> but no i don't want to go back to college like and they always that i i feel like that's a big thing you know people talking about and i guarantee you and i know for a fact where you talk to those people, when they were in college, they were thinking about, well, when I'm done with college, and I got a sweet job totally making, looking forward, you know, I'm making 150 time. grand a year, you know, and I'm like, no, see now, but you're looking back, wishing you were there. So just enjoy where you are now. And yeah. you know, it's gonna, everything's gonna be gonna be all right. I, I, I've been victim of that too. like I. I remember when I was when I was playing football in college I had some of the we had a very close core group of friends that we were all together and man we would just have a great time every time we'd be on the field together we would have such a great time and then off the field we'd have a great time as well you know hanging out but I don't think I really soaked it up enough you know I think I took it for granted and I think that's one of my that's one of my
0: regrets too you know yeah. I can look back at college and I was like unhappy and a lot of the time I I had a great time too I had my fun but I remember being like tortured so much of the time like what the fuck was I worried about then (laughs) really you know I look back now I was like just have fun you know I was worried about what career am I gonna have how's this gonna work out blah 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 you know and just so you know taking myself away from I even took a semester abroad in Australia and the whole time I was thinking about you know some girl I had back home and like some like what I was going to do when I was out I'm in fucking Brisbane Australia, (laughs) and it's beautiful and it's awesome there and you know I wish I would have enjoyed that more and and looking back those are pretty much the only regrets I've I have is because you learn from all the mistakes and you get over them the mistakes aren't even that bad you know you get over them you get better the only thing you ever regret is that you just didn't smile and enjoy and soak it up and yeah. stretch those seconds you know so that they felt like minutes when you had the opportunity you know that's that's really that's really the only place that regrets come from it's not from the mistakes you know uh, it's from just not being able to soak that up so i think that's good advice and another last final piece of advice from me is it's not too late like that's just a form of resistance you know like a lot of people think even for me i was like when i was 27 i was like you know, I had my marketing company, and I was still figuring it out. I was doing some things for Flashlight. It's like, oh man, I'm like, it's getting too late. Like, I don't even know if it's, uh, people. I was looking at news articles and people starting these, you know, tech companies at 25 and 24. I'm like, oh, I'm 27. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, what am I gonna do? It's not too late. You know, I wasn't ready then. I couldn't have handled what I've had to go through with Onnit as a 27 year old. Like, I needed to be 30. You know, to be able to you make know. this step of the journey and. I think Carlos Castaneda says has a quote that you know it isn't the things themselves didn't change Um, you know what the the warrior himself is what changed you know when when you're looking back at the opportunities that have the opportunities were always there but what changed was yourself and, and you had to get yourself ready and get everything in line so that both of those could go so no matter how you know what age you're at I think Pressfield talks about a lot it's not too late you know you can find something you can find your path um, get after it and give it hell, and you just gotta, you know, follow the steps. Just be authentic, and you know, enjoy your moments, and uh, and good things will come. I think that that's it. That's me. That's me hopping off the soapbox. There's the last last opportunity here to say it. But, uh, but you know, I think um, you know that's the last last bit of advice I can I can give myself. Any any final uh, any final messages here to help inspire people in this week in this, is and not, this a difficult election week yeah.
1: <laughs> this is not my thing man put on a spot to inspire people <laughs> I but, think you do that I think you do that anyways man but the thing about the only thing that I've well I've said this I feel like I keep repeating myself on this thing so I'm going to sound like an idiot but <laughs> one of the few things that I've learned is that the truth is just super simple man like it's honestly like when you if you talk to anybody that's you feel is Pretty smart or enlightened, whatever you want to call them, and they they try to talk about. You just want to talk about issues you've been going through, whatever. Anything that is true, just it just makes sense. It's not hard. It's that it doesn't. It's not like you're. We're not building rockets here. You know, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? Like honestly, like if you want things to go well, you know, you find a way to surround yourself with positive people, think positive thoughts, and uh, and just be a good dude. And and I don't it. It's very hard to do. Obviously, it's yeah. not. It's not a. Uh, it's not like we're we're talking about super long mathematical equations to, to be a happy guy. But it's it sounds very simple and it's very hard to do. And that's the the one thing. Like the truth is is just super simple. I don't know exactly how to uh, how to go about it, but I think it's it's there. We just got to find a way to, to get there. And uh, I'm I'm in a constant journey every day. I, I feel yeah, awesome. Wow. I'm super super happy with where I'm at and in my family and everything I'm doing but uh you know like I said I'm always trying to evolve and be a, a, a better dude better husband better dad and and uh and, and better football player but you know that's not that's not exactly who I am like, I have a long life to live after after football but I'm uh like I said I'm trying to surround myself with positive people that are that are awesome that that like to have fun and uh and that that's I think a huge key. You know, like you say, if we if we only have one one chance here, why not let's have a good time, man? And regardless to. of what your good time is. Yeah. I don't everyone has different ideas of a good time, but why not laugh and then have fun? And I don't at least you know I'm make it not trying to sound like a hippie, but yeah, make it make it count make man. It count. let's let's do it. And I think I don't wanna keep going on this, but I, one thing that I wanna I wanna draw back on is <laughs> so Aubrey sat with my dad today at the game. <laughs> um, I feel like my parents have morphed back into like twenty-two year olds, and I have, I've never even—I haven't even told them my my mom and dad this yet—but it's funny. Three boys grown, college, bam, gone out of school, whatever. They have four or five grandkids now, and now I feel like my parents have gone back to when they're their twenties because they're going out with their friends on Friday, Saturday nights. They're hanging out. My dad and my mom seem to be having as good a time as ever, and it's just—it's a, a fun thing to see because you know they they spent. 30 years of their life raising kids, and mm-hmm. now we're all gone, and now they get to sit back and hang out with us and, and have fun and hang out with our friends as well. And it's it's fun to see. It's really cool. And I've, my wife and I have already thought about that. We said we're already very sad for when our kids are going to be. I've already thought about my daughter. I'm trying to get my daughter to go to Ohio State and live in the house, <laughs> man. So it, this has nothing to do with the podcast we're talking about. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is it's cool to see my parents kind of morph back into kids honestly yeah. they really have and they uh it's just awesome it's, it's really fun to to see how they're how they're doing and i think i talking to other people i feel like their parents have done the same thing and it's 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 really it's a cool thing to be a part of yeah it seems like you know they've kept their their heart and mind kind of young and kept it
0: light and not allowed the pressure to grind them down and accumulate you see these people that are just almost calcified like petrified humans where whatever it is you know they've allowed to just take hold and it's just hardened them to a (laughs) level you know and i think that that was one thing that's, you know easy to see about your father and and a great a great thing to kind of look towards is just you know just to keep it light you know not to let that stuff accumulate um you know and that's how you're going to be feel young and be young and, and keep happy is just I can even feel it myself. In the tough times you get all crunchy and hard, you know, it'd be harder to smile and dance and um you know, maybe that's one of the good things
1: about having kids is they I'm remind sorry, you to I saw you at the Derby man. You're not, you're not, you're not scared to Yeah, the dance, yeah. So. You know down I'm not, Derby. I'm not, I'm not scared of that. Aubrey does not even need a female to dance. <laughs> no, definitely, not. definitely Just not. Solo by himself.
0: I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> Well, AJ, this has been a pleasure, brother. We'll have to do this again sometime. For sure, uh, man. I look forward to it. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll all be pulling for you at Onit and at the Warrior Poet Project Podcast. That's right. Thanks, man. I had a great time. Right on. The Warrior Poet Project Podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. That's O N N I T.com. Makers of Alpha Brain, which is a complete balanced nootropic designed to elevate your neurotransmitter levels for optimal focus and brain function, as well as Shroom Tech Sport, which is a cordyceps mushroom based pre-workout formula uh, designed to improve your oxygen utilization and your cellular energy, two important facets for the athlete. Both these supplements are two of the game day favorites of so Mr. A.J. Hawk himself. We also have Hemp Forest, which is a delicious chocolate protein mix. It's great for your body and easy to digest and a bunch of functional foods that are out now and launching shortly, so make sure to check back with On It. Uh also have our fitness products, kettlebells, battle ropes, and uh, some other things coming down the pipe as well. So please go to Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. And when you check out, feel free to use code WARRIOR to save 12% on all of the Onnit-made supplements. Uh, also like you to check out our friends across the pond at LondonReal.TV. They're putting out a great podcast, so we want to give them our support as well. And finally, if you'd like to go a little deeper into the Warrior Poet philosophy, Uh, read some blogs and poetry, or check out some of my other experiences, Uh, please go to warriorpoet.us. That's warriorpoet.us.